Welcome, everybody, to Dead Talk Live, and I want to welcome our very special guest, Mr. Jason Voorhees himself, who did battle with Freddie, Ken Kersinger. Ken, how are you doing? Great, John. Nice to nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you, guys, and uh, we apologize for the little bit of a delay there. We had some audio issues, but we worked it all out. We're ready to do our show here tonight, and Ken, I got to tell you, you are my first bona fide stuntman that I get to talk to. And boy, do I have questions for you. And my first question is, because I've heard from actors and directors how just the you know risks that stunt people take. What kind of metal does it take for someone to be a stunt person in motion pictures? You know, I, I compare it a lot to um, playing a pro sport. Uh, playing pro football, uh, pretty much any pro sport, the injury rate is 100%. And, uh, you know, you have to uh, be tough and willing to work uh, hurt. Uh, and, you know, uh, uh, those uh, injuries are going to happen uh, over the years. There's no two ways about it kind of thing, which means that you really have to love what you do to, to keep doing it. So I think Comparing that to a, a professional athlete, is, it's very similar, right? If you if you don't love the sport you're playing, it's you're not going to stick with it and, and do what it takes to to be successful. So, so take us back. What got you into? Uh, is it something that you were seeking to become a stuntman, or how'd you get into it? Yeah, you know what? Um, when I was a kid, the first <laughs> the first thing I wanted to be was. Uh, uh, like Jacques Cousteau. I, I remember watching the, you know, his specials when I was a kid and I wanted to be like him. And then a uh, little time went by and I saw a special on a stunt guy named Hal Needham and, uh, and uh, read that. And I remember I was probably about 10 or 11 years old. And, uh, and I went to my mom and I told her that I wanted to, I didn't want to be like Jacques Cousteau anymore. I wanted to be, wanted to be a stuntman. And I think she just about slapped me. Uh, but um, like, it's amazing, but a lot of stunt people, you know, they, they get Im uh, imprinted on the job very young. I, um, I know a lot of my good friends, you know, they happened upon a film set when they were very young and, and saw a stunt happen and just decided that, that, you know, tack that away in the back of their head, you know, this is what I want to do. And uh, so for me, that's what I did. Um, uh, I got it, got into college and I was going to play, uh, I was hoping to play pro football, but I blew my knee out college Ooh. playing, playing football. My brother was playing in the CFL. And so I was going to try and just follow in his footsteps. But then uh, when, after I hurt my knee, um, I went down to LA and uh, turned out my sister was living to the next door neighbor of, the property master on the old fall guy tv series mm -hmm. he introduced me to one of the stunt guys on the show he gave me a number of a stunt guy in vancouver uh, i was in university my first or second year of university at the time and uh, called them up and i think it was only a few weeks later i was working on my first uh, first movie um and so i just lucked out everything just sort of clicked the industry was just taking off or hadn't really taken off yet in in Vancouver, and uh, but I just got into it at the right time. That's awesome. Now, yeah. tragically, there have been uh, accidents on sets mm -hmm. throughout the history of motion pictures, involving not only actors but particularly stuntmen. Uh, what have you had any close calls uh, on any particular project where 
something might have went wrong you might have gotten injured luckily you know you're fine you're here with us tonight but did you have any close calls uh yeah uh, um, you do it for over 30 years and there's bound to be, you know, a, a couple of close calls in there. Um, I was doing a car chase for a movie in an open Jeep with a roll bar that only came up to about, you know, a few inches mm -hmm. below the top of my head. <clears throat> and it flipped unexpectedly uh, on the side of a mountain and uh, decided to, <laughs> I'd go down the, the mountain uh, backwards. Fortunately, it, it kind of drove itself back up onto the road, uh, saving me from going all the way to the bottom. Um, but uh, so the, it flipped and I threw, I, I thought ahead of time, I don't have a helmet on. I, how am I going to work if this thing flips? How am I going to protect myself? And I thought the only thing I can do is just throw my arms up over my head and, uh, and hope for the best. And, and uh, I had a lap belt on. I remember just being ragdolled in this Jeep and, and I fractured my elbow, but I saved my head. I bent the driver's seat back. Uh, from because I did hit the pavement mm -hmm. and it fractured my elbow and scraped the face off the watch and the leather jacket Ooh. I was wearing and I was wearing a wig too and, and I remember after the jeep sort of settled right side up and I'm in the middle of the road hearing screaming and, and uh, some of the women in the crew thought that I had uh, torn the top of my head off uh, <laughs> because it, but it was the, the wig, wig. Um, but um, that was probably the closest I. Okay. Uh, I ever came. Um, there's been other sort of situ, a few other near misses, but nothing, you know, uh, nothing as close as that. Well, okay. Well, thank God you're okay. Now, yeah. I we have had a lot of actors on here. Where a, a very popular question that the fans have for them is, did you do your own stunts? <laughs> and a lot of them are very happy to say, yeah, I've done it up to a certain point. We had the stunt man standing by like watching i'm sure you were in a particular case take us i'm sure you know when you're standing by and you're watching actors do their thing and trying to do their own stunts is there a little part of you that's going oh god these guys um, just don't know what they're doing you know i think if i worked with uh, tom cruise i would worry more about that but i've been fortunate in that the actors i've worked with I haven't had too many of them that wanted to overstep their ability. Um, you know, if you ever see uh, uh, Harrison Ford interviewed, um, you know, and he, they talk about how much action he does in his movies. Yeah. Well, he know, you know, he's been around long enough. He's got good enough stunt guys around him that know what his sort of limitations are, uh, you know, or might be. And, uh, and, and so they'll let him do some stuff. Um, Whereas uh, Tom Cruise, I think, will fire you if you don't let him do do all this do all this stuff. Um, so uh, uh, yeah, it, and it, that's it, crazy it, too with Tom Cruise because there. I mean, a lot of people don't know there's insurance liability. If Tom Cruise or the main leading star goes down with an injury, the whole production comes to a halt. Yeah, it does, and it has. He, you know, when he when he hurt his ankle. Yeah, um, but. He obviously loves it. And you know what? I honestly, it reminds me of what the Bond movies used to be, mm -hmm. you know, with the, the live stunt action. Yeah. And, and uh, with him, I mean, he's in he's in Jackie Chan land, uh, you know, as far as, you know, he doing his own stunts and stuff. Uh, you know, they, they they do their own stunts in different ways. Uh, uh, but but boy, uh, you know, he sticks it all out there. He'll do anything a stunt guy would do. 
Um, so that's and, good uh, to know. Oh, I did not know that, you know, about oh, Tom. Yeah. yeah. He, he uh, um, no, I've had friends that have worked on movies with him. I haven't had the opportunity, but I had friends that worked on Last Samurai with him and uh, that have worked on some of the other, uh, uh, the series he has, uh, the, the the Mission Impossible series. Mm -hmm. And he's gung-ho, man. He, he, I, I'm not kidding. He did get rid of one of his stunt coordinators because they told him that they that he they wouldn't let him do the, do the stunt. Wow. And, and uh, I, you know, Tom wants to do it. <laughs> he's going to do it so in that case you know the guys has so much talent and stuff like that but mm -hmm. i mean i've lit actors on fire that have never been on fire before um they got a funny story from x files uh, when i worked on x files as a stunt coordinator we had a big fire episode and uh they came to me and said you know we've got this elderly gentleman it's the opening of the movies waving goodbye to his family we just want to see his hand you know burst into flames and then eventually we Put the stunt double in and, and do a full burn and uh, so i said well you know it all depends on the actor let me talk to him and see you know where his mind's at how comfortable he would be with that well, let me test him and and uh, then if we you know we all agree then then let's do it so i went to this elderly gentleman and uh and i said listen they want me to ask you about lighting your hand on fire having a scene where it bursts into flames and i was wondering how comfortable you would be uh, doing that and he said he goes i flew spitfires during the war <laughs> i think i can handle this <laughs> and he was just totally game to do it that's awesome and, uh, you know he did it perfectly and and uh, so yeah a lot of it depends on the actor now the advent of cgi over the last several well a lot of years now uh does not seem to have affected the stunt uh, industry because they're still needed. CGI really does not. I mean, it actually helps you guys, but the need for stuntman because of CGI becoming more prominent, I would assume has not affected the stunt industry. Is that correct? It, um, it, it has, and in a way it's made it safer and there's just things you can't do with human beings. There's only so many only so many g-forces the human body can take and, yeah. and stuff and when you're doing these big budget superhero movies it's it's it really adds to what the audience is seeing in a way it kind of diminishes the the shit kicking that stunt guys take on rat you know getting ratcheted to the ground how many times uh you know to get and they're in the background you know, <laughs> of, of, of these sequences so it, it's changed it a little bit um but uh it, it it augments it it makes it better yeah. and uh you know the stunt people have really learned to specialize you've got you've got people who are sort of the superhero cable you know uh, uh martial arts combination and you know you've got the the driver uh maybe a guy specializes in burns these days it it, it it's what it's the progression of the industry yeah. right back in when i got started you wanted to be able to do as much as you could you do you just work more uh, but to do that, you can't, uh, you don't really, you might specialize in one or two things kind of thing, but these days it, it's, it's more, it is more about specialization. Yeah. You've got people who are just really, really good at, you know, throwing those bodies through the air and flying on a cable. And, and, uh, so it's changed the industry, but for the better. What is, would you say the biggest budget, uh, film that you've worked on? Ooh, well, I, I worked on. A few of the X-Men movies um, coordinated on a movie called The 13th Warrior. Yes. Uh, with Antonio Banderas. 
Um, that was a big budget movie. Um, is there uh, a difference when it comes to these big budget films, uh, when it comes in regards to stunt people as opposed to lower budget films, where they may not even afford to have a stuntman? Well, this is the thing. Big budget features uh, are your great money makers for stunt people. Um, the, the lower budget films, they really watch how many days the stunt person is going to be on set. Yeah. Um, you know, how much, how, how big a stunt they're going to let them do because they don't have enough money for the stunt adjustment that you would pay the person. So, okay, we can't afford a full burn. So we'll do a half burn, you know, mm -hmm. which is, which is cheaper. Um, so uh, on big budget features, uh, I always used to say confusion breeds money uh, because, you know, they'll have you sit around on set for one, two, three, four weeks, wow. um, not getting to the sequence that you're in not knowing if they're going to get to it because um, some of the sequences are so big. Mm -hmm. um, you've got these big crowd. They don't know which way they're going to point their camera. So if their camera's looking this way for a while and you're over here, then you're sitting on your butt for a few days, you know, right. And then they switch over here and then these guys are sitting on their butt for a few days. But uh, so bigger budget features are, are definitely where the best money is. All right. Before we move on from the stunts, if you uh, meet somebody who is inspiring to get into stunts, is there any kind of formal training that's available for stuntmen these days? Um, you know what? It, it, there used to be a school in Los Angeles. I don't know if it's open anymore. And uh, and it seems to me, because I, I don't really know, there might be a few stunt schools. I think you'd have to look around. I always think the best way to do it is to sort of apprentice under a stuntman. That's sort of what I did. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I worked with uh, we had, in Vancouver, we used to have a lot of American stuntmen that came up to work on projects and we, we didn't really have any Canadian stuntmen, uh, very few. And they weren't, I don't think any of them were working full time really? when I started. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we would get hired for the background guys, you know, they're driving the car through a, a mall and they need people to dive out of the way, you know, we, so, but you'd watch and learn what was going on and how they set up their cars and, and, uh, you know, we go out and practice. Uh, there's, uh, there was a couple. It used to be a couple of driving schools that you could go to. I, I was, I was said I went to the driving school of budget because I, <laughs> I think the statute of limitations is up now. But, uh, but I used to rent budget cars <laughs> the shit out of them to learn to stunt drive. But. Uh, uh, that was a long, 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 long time ago. Wow. Okay, so let's move on now to yeah. your well-known role of playing Jason Voorhees in the back then. I mean, this Freddy versus Jason was anticipated for years before it actually came to fruition. So walk us through how you got picked to play Jason Voorhees, the man behind the infamous hockey mask. It was. It was actually... Uh, I had worked on uh, Friday the 13th, part eight. Okay. And I was the stunt coordinator, the stunt double for Jason and the fry cook in that movie. And so when Freddy versus Jason came to Vancouver, um, I had, they had actually, the first phone call I got on uh, Friday the 13th, part eight was, hey, Ken, do you want to play Jason and be the stunt coordinator? And I said, uh, I, I said, I was gonna, going to say yes, but then I got another message saying, well, the guy that played Jason in the last movie wants to play him again. Um, and they've made a deal with him. So uh, I just need you for the stunt coordinator. So I became the stunt coordinator on that movie. 
when Freddie versus Jason came to Vancouver, they saw that on my resume and brought me in for Freddie versus Jason as the stunt coordinator. Mm -hmm. And um, the director was looking for a different body style, a different look. And uh, the producer's looking at me and he, he goes, you know, we've been looking for somebody your height and build and, and, uh, and, uh, I, I actually the first thing out of my mouth was what about Kane Hodder and, and uh, they said well he's not what they want um, but would you audition for uh, Jason and, uh, and I said yeah sure I'll, I'll audition for it and, and uh, so they put me in a little tiny room with a video camera and they read the opening scene of the girl swimming in the lake and had me walk around the room with the mask on oh they did a close-up of my eyes to uh, while they read the scene to have me react with my eyes and uh, then the next call I got was come meet with Ronnie. And I met with Ronnie U and, and uh, gave me the job. Did you know at that time? I mean, first of all, let me ask this. Were you familiar uh, as a stuntman? I would think, yeah, with the whole Friday the 13th franchise. Oh, yeah. Well, as I say, I, I had worked, worked on, on part eight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I worked on part eight. So I, I was familiar with it, but I wasn't familiar with how popular it was. How Okay. Uh, the fan following it had, I was completely oblivious to. Now, uh, did you anticipate going into this? Did you have an idea of how much this film was being anticipated by the fan base out there and how it was rumored for many years before it actually came to fruition? Yeah, I, I remember watching the movie, uh, the ending of the movie where the claw came out and grabbed the mask. And then, you know, 10 years later, I heard, oh, they're doing Freddy versus Jason in Vancouver. And I, and I get the call for the coordinating job. Oh, this will be cool. You know, I'll coordinating this at my second Friday the 13th movie. Um, and then, uh, you know, when I got the job, I still didn't know what a big deal it was. And then I started getting, you know, messages from my friends and family going, have you looked at the internet? Have you, this is like blowing up that, you know, they've cast you as Jason and, and, uh, uh, you know, I, then I started to get an idea Then Robert and I were doing a promotional thing in San Diego, I think, uh, just before San Diego Comic-Con. And we were at a little radio station and uh, when we came out, there was like 20 people waiting for us, mm -hmm. all screaming, you know, uh, it was then, then, I, then we knew for sure that it was a big deal. Well, Robert always did, I think, but, uh, I, I looked at Robert and I said, you know, wouldn't this be cool if this came out like number one in the box office? And, and we hit number one for two weekends in a row. So exactly. uh, I remember, yeah. I remember like it was yesterday, the anticipation before the film, when it was announced and then actually watching the film. Now, Robert England, who is of course, Freddie, uh, what was it like when you first met him? And he was in, obviously he had played Freddie for numerous years in movies before Freddie versus Jason. He was very familiar with his character. He created, he, I mean, Freddy Krueger is Robert England. I mean, you know, when they try to redo it, it just didn't quite flow the same way when they try to put someone else behind yeah. there. So what was your experience like when you first met Robert? He was, I, I'll always remember the first time I met him. I, I was in the makeup trailer. I, I was going in to get my makeup on, which is nothing compared to his. And he's in the makeup chair getting his three, four hours of makeup put on. And I walked in and introduced myself and he goes, he said, ah, oh, Kenny goes, we'll be seeing each other for the rest of our lives now. And I said, I go, what do you mean? And he goes, conventions. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> he knew what was coming. Yeah. Yeah, he totally did. Um, 
yeah, he's just, he was so warm and uh, easygoing and no attitude and uh, kind of took me under his wing um, through, through not only through the movie, but, uh, you know, doing the promotional stuff for it and everything. It was just fantastic to have him to hang out with. We, you know, we had gone, we went to Europe to promote it and, uh, and his wife, Nancy came along and, and, you know, he'd be taking me out for dinners and, and, uh, I just had a great experience with, uh, with Robert. I still love seeing him and, and talking to his wife, Nancy. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, uh, when you got the script, uh, because for the writers, I would assume combining these two franchises, the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise with the Friday the 13th franchise was not an easy task. Uh, but the fans were really wanting to see it. Uh, and it was a success. As you mentioned, it was number one in the box office for two, for two straight week uh, weekends. What was your impression when you read the script on how they were going to combine these two big-time franchises? Um, well, I knew how much, uh, how many scripts had been involved, how many they had written so many scripts for this, for Freddy versus Jason. And the one they settled on uh, when I read it just came out so balanced mm -hmm. and uh seemed to me i knew that it sort of a lot of it depended on the fight at the end because yeah. that's what that's what all the build-ups for right exactly and uh and then i uh thought about ronnie Yu, and ronnie has a martial arts background mm. and uh and so i thought well this is going to be interesting you got a basically a hong kong director with a martial arts background directing a you know heavy or, or big time North American, you know, product, um, you know, what's this going to be like? And he just, you know, he added a spice to it that uh, I, I don't think any North American directors would have. And yeah. uh, so he was, I give Ronnie a lot of credit because you get a script and you can read it, but it can come out totally different on the screen. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ronnie took a good script and made it even better uh, in, in his direction. So how uh physically tedious was that big battle at the end with you and robert was it physically hard did it take a long time to shoot you know what i uh i had a stunt double oh uh, that's which, funny which 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 most people know by now but but uh, uh i i had a stunt double a, a guy named uh, glenn ennis and uh so he had to take a couple of hard hits for me uh, during the fight uh, at the end. And uh, he actually did the fire gag in the uh, cornfield, um, which was the only stunt I asked them. I begged them to let me do. Um, but anyway, uh, so so uh, the fight stuff is something I'm used to doing. So I did most of the other fight stuff. But and uh, Glenn took a couple of hard hits for me in the in the fight at the end. And and it, during the course of the movie, he took some other hard hits for me. But, uh, but the fight stuff is something was sort of one of my specialties. And uh, so I just really enjoyed it. It wasn't, it wasn't too hard. It was, it, I gotta say it was one of the most fun movies I've ever worked on because I got, you know, I got treated like a movie star mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, and I got to do some really fun stunts. And of course, now you're forever cemented in that movie. Uh, what's it like? Do you still do conventions? Yeah, 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 I'll still do now and then, yeah. What's it yeah. like when you go to these conventions and all the energy of the crowd, people coming up to you, uh, and people really show you the appreciation 
and just love that they have for the character of Jason Voorhees. How does that feel? It, it, it was a little overwhelming in the beginning. I certainly wasn't used to it. And, uh, and now I've, you know, I've come uh, to the conclusion that, uh, uh, you know, Jason is a big fucking movie star yes. all over the world. Yeah. People know who he is. And, uh, you know, I, I was lucky to get to put on the uh, costume and wear him around for a while. And so I really appreciate that. Um, that experience, uh, you know, I've had a really long career, worked on a lot of, you know, big movies, small movies, big actors, you know, small actors. And uh, this was just so fortunate for me. And uh, so I, I, I really appreciate the fans and, and uh, how much they loved uh, Jason in Freddy versus Jason. And uh, I, I, you know, they love Jason. Yeah. They love Jason. And I, and I, and I love it when they, that they get to know me. Um, but they they know Jason, man. They can quote the movie verbatim and tell you every little detail about it. And uh, and it's just great to feel their energy. It's what keeps you up. Exactly. You know, for, for me personally, I was rooting for Jason because Freddie is just this, you know, uh, just uh, he's a bastard, I guess, for, for lack of a better term. You know, he loves to screw with people. Jason will at least have the decency to come up to you and just slice you in half. He won't yeah. toy with you at first, just like Freddy right. does. So I know a lot of people, when it came to Freddy versus Jason, they were rooting for Jason uh, in the movie. Uh, so, you know, when it comes to being a stuntman and acting, uh, where does your passion lie? I'm assuming stunts, but how does acting fit into uh, your career? and Where place well, does it hold for you? Well, I... Uh, you know, I, I sort of retired basically from stunt work. I don't do stunt work anymore. And, uh, you know, I, I put in over 30 years on film sets. And uh, if you know, uh, film set hours are minimum 12 hour days. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm working a day and a half for, so that means that, you know, I actually worked with about 45 years, uh, you know, in, in those 30. And so, um, so I, I've retired from uh, stunt work. Um, the acting is something that, uh, you know, I still audition, you know, get the odd role here and there. And uh, I've started writing scripts sort of in my retirement, which I which I enjoy writing a variety of different, you know, horror action, that kind of stuff. Um, but the acting is uh, is a great it's, a, it's like a new challenge for me. You know, when I got started doing stunt work, I was an athlete and I was challenged by the stunt work and uh, and, and really enjoyed it. But it's a it's a young man's game, yeah. you know. It, 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 you get beat up. I certainly did. Um, you know, you get your injuries over the years, and they add up. And uh, so the acting is just another uh, step, you know, in my evolution. Exactly. For now, you mentioned writing, which I actually did have a question in regards to uh, writing. As your career progresses, I was going to ask you: uh, Do you have any other ambitions, uh, maybe behind the camera? Uh, writing. So tell us more about the, the writing. Yeah, it's, you know, um, it's funny having read so many scripts over the years and, and you know, worked on so many movies. Uh, you, you pick up some stuff. Uh, so you, when you read scripts, it's, it's innately clear what it seems to be missing and, and, and stuff. But uh, I also found that you really need to study the art. You know, you've got to read the books, you got to listen to the prose. Um, you know, build it into yourself because then the more you learn, 
the more you can sort of free flow your imagination because there's, there's two types of writers too, right? There's the ones who plot everything out ahead of time and then they write their script. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the ones who they don't write a note. They just sit down and they start writing a script. The ones that can do that, you know, have learned all the rules, you know, all the finer details. And so it's just built right in and they can let their imagination go and enjoy the writing process, you know, because it's an adventure for them too, right? Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if this happened? Um, so the writing is something, it's like anything else, you know, you got to put the time in and study it, put it out there, embarrass yourself, um, you know, uh, get other people to read it other than your family, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and pros can be really hard on you. And yeah. but that's, you know, a good coach is hard on you too. So exactly. It's, yeah. it's constructive criticism. Now mm -hmm. you mentioned the writing that you've done already has been in the horror realm. Do you consider yourself, uh, when it comes to films, TV, a horror fan? You know what? I think it would probably be one of the genres I would write better than, you know, like a... Crime, a, a, action. Yeah, yeah, you know, some family-oriented drama, you know. Uh, so there's just some genres I think I would be better. The action genre, I obviously, um, you know, is something I think I, a genre I'd be good at. But you need to ma be able to mash stuff up, you know, like an action horror movie or because it, it's what makes it new and fresh. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, you know, it's hard to find new story ideas that haven't been done before. So uh, mashing, mashing stuff up kind of uh, gives you a new realm to work in. That's true. So I, That's yeah. true. Now, throughout the 30 years of stunt acting, I'm sure you've collected some pretty cool stuff from sets. Uh, have you built up a nice collection? You know what? I, I have a few things. Um, I, I have what I call my, my memory trunk, and which is an old trunk. And it's got sports stuff in there from, you know, when I played sports. And it's got stunt stuff in there. You know, I, I uh, uh, maybe I worked on um, an episode of Gunsmoke or a movie version of Gunsmoke. Mm -hmm. called Gunsmoke Return to Dodge. Now, I used to watch that TV series when I was a kid growing up. And uh, in the first TV movie version, I got cast as a as a character called Potts. So I took one of the 45 shells from my gun belt and, you know, I, and I kept that. And uh, I did a Davy Crockett uh, TV series uh, and I did the pilot and I got hurt twice on the same day. <laughs> and I ended up with one of the uh, hats, with one of the uh, coonskin hats. Um, so there are things that uh, probably mean more to me than other people. Uh, I, uh, from from Freddy versus Jason, I've gotten one of the I got one of the stunt machetes. Oh, that's and, nice. Uh, yeah, that's that's the prize. And then uh, the fellow the fellow who made the masks for the for the movie. Um, uh, when I started, I said, man, I, and I didn't know what they were worth. I said, you, you got to get me one of them. We had several masks. I said, I, I got to like have one of the masks from the movie as a souvenir. Oh yeah. Okay. No, no, no problem. And then he found out what, what, and I didn't know what they were worth, what they would be worth. And so he goes, listen, I can't give you one of, the, one of these, you know, other producers or, or have spoken for them. So he, uh, he, he charged me to make a mask. So I have a mask made by the same guy. And uh, it's got the blood and the Freddy claws on it. It's really good quality. That's, but, that's cool. That's, it's next the, next to the best thing exactly. in having the, a, a real mask. The next best thing. Now, as yeah. a stunt coordinator, uh, explain to us, a like, who 
obviously you control or the people, the stuntmen work under you. Uh, and who do you work with? Is it the director, the producers? Explain that. Well, it's it. Uh, so on the creative side, usually it's the director. If it's depending on the budget of the movie, uh, if it's a really low budget movie, producers don't want you going and giving expensive ideas to directors. So, so you may deal with the producer in that situation. Uh, for big budget features uh, or bigger budget features, um, you're usually dealing with the director and, and the actors. Uh, you know, uh, you can you can consult them as well and see what they're comfortable with and everything. But the director is the person whose idea you're trying to bring to life, and so they're usually the most important person to speak to and get a feel for and just know what it is that they want to see so that they get it on the day and they're happy. Gotcha. Gotcha. And as a stunt coordinator, uh, is it safe to assume that the safety of the stuntman working under you, you, their safety is your responsibility? Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it can be very heavy responsibility. Sometimes Uh, you're, in situations where you're on a fine line, um, how hard am I going to pull this guy into the wall? You know, you know, I know what the director wants to see, but what physically can this, can this person take? Um, that can vary the, on the size of the person, right? A smaller person yeah. hits with less force than a bigger person. Um, but no, that's a very uh, a serious responsibility of stunt coordinators is the, not only the safety of the stunt people, but the safety of the set. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the car and the car chase doesn't go flying through the camera and, you know, wipe out a film crew. Um, and, uh, you know, there's been situations where that's, you know, things like that have happened. So uh, it's it, stunts are accidents waiting to happen. Exactly. You know, it, it stunts. Exactly. Everybody always asks me, what's the most dangerous stunt? And I always say it's the one that goes wrong. Yeah. No. You know, you're not supposed to get your head caved in, you know, no. uh, doing a doing a ratchet. But, you know, if, if you miss the pads or, you know, there's the pressure builds up on the ratchet too much and the meter reads wrong, you know, it, you know, things can happen. Now, without naming any specific uh, projects or people, did you and any director, producer, like, have a hard time coming to an agreement with you saying, you know what, this is just not safe it's not gonna work out with these stunt people and maybe the director producer was trying to say well can you try to make this work make it work do you ever feel pressured like that again not naming any projects or names yeah no definitely uh uh, you know if you your career is long enough somebody's gonna put pressure on you to you know try and save money try and save time which is money um, you know, push, uh, push the safety factor because they can't afford, you know, maybe that extra person or whatever. Um, and that's the, that's the judgment call that a stunt coordinator has to make. And, you know, you, you can be criminally liable, yeah. uh, you know, so, uh, a lot of thought goes into that. And, uh, you know, we still, still have accidents in the business oh, yeah. where people, uh, get killed and severely injured. And that's, unfortunately the nature of the beast it it uh, it's gotten safer it's gotten better but uh you know stunt work is like i say the injury rate is 100 mm-hmm. percent uh, if you play pro football you're gonna get you're gonna get hurt in stunt work it can you know it could be a helicopter crash it can be uh you know uh things that you 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 don't think of 
Now, stuntmen, do they also, uh, for the majority of the time, do stand-ins as well, like doubles, body doubles for actors? Well, we so we have stunt doubles, right? And they they double the actors physically and uh, and, and, and in movement. So they should be the about the right size for the for the actor and be able to do the movements that are required and to mimic not just not just be able to do the movements, to, but to mimic the actor yeah. as they would do uh, the the stunt. Um, so how how would they run? Um, you know how 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 would they fall? How would they uh, walk? Um, so the stunt doubles are really important to help sell, you know, the, the seamlessness of the action. The story, exactly. Now, yeah. there's a story that circulated for a long time that you went to your dentist in the full Jason getup. Is that true or not? Yeah, no, that's a true story. <laughs> so the only day, the only day that I'm in full makeup, uh, because usually it's like a diver's balaclava, you pull it on and the face is clear. They just put a little black paint around the eyes and stuff like that. So the only scene where you see Jason's face is in the van when Kelly Rowland lifts the mask up to give Jason mouth to mouth. Uh -huh. And, and um, so the special effects guy put the Jason fake teeth in without any putting any Vaseline on my own teeth. Uh. And, and I have a bridge at a tooth knocked out. And, and uh, so they when they pulled the, the Jason teeth out, it pulled the bridge out. Ooh. And he was just a gas. He you know, hadn't slept in probably two days or whatever. And he was just, uh, we'll, we'll fix this. We'll fix this. And so uh, they called up a, you know, a dentist right away. And they had me in a dentist's office within an hour. And uh, I was in, I had the whole costume on, except for the jacket and the, the mask. Um, and I walk into the dentist's office wearing a hood, a hoodie. And, and uh, there's a woman sitting in the waiting room and she's got the newspaper up and she can hear my voice, but she's not looking up. She's, she's reading the paper and I come and I sit across from her and I know sooner or later she's going to look up. So, uh, you know, she, you know, took the paper down, turned a page and she looks up like this and brings the paper up right away. And you can see it's all shaking and stuff. And I said, no, it's, it's all right. It's just to make up, you know, for a movie. And she lowers the newspaper and it's like, I thought they found you in a sewer or something and they were, they were going to do some charity work on your teeth. Oh, um, that's classic. Yeah. That That's classic. Uh, yeah. Moving on to some other projects. What, what was it like when you joined the Watchmen project? What was that process like? Uh, Watchmen. Um, remind me again. Sorry. Uh, I should know the, the name of the director of Watchmen. What, what's oh, God. I can't. I don't know. I can't remember the, the director. I can't take it well, down because it's going to uh, ruin the, the reason I mention is because years before Watchmen, I had worked on a Honda car commercial um, with Harrison Ford. Oh. And uh, um, it was one that only aired in Japan or something like that. But uh, the director of the commercial was the director of Watchmen. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was kind of cool see somebody you know it's, it's always nice to see people move up the ladder and uh and uh you know he he was super nice and and uh so getting on watchman was a huge project there was uh, a lot of stunt guys that worked on that and the stunts i did were to anything you know stand out stellar or whatever there's you know the big prison scene we're all rioting and and uh, throwing a guy off the balcony and and uh driving one of the cars in the jfk uh assassination scene yeah. and um, I think I did one or two other things in, in watching that were, you know, stunts in the background, like I said. Did you have fun? 
Yes. I mean, big projects like that are always fun. You got a ton of stunt guys that you, you know, every single one of them yeah. and you get to hang out for days on end, telling stories and, and, and doing fun stuff, working on a, on a project, you know, that, you know, is anticipated and people are going to really want to go see and, and uh, is going to do really well. Yeah. Yeah. Now, another project that you mentioned earlier, 13 ghosts, you were both the stunt coordinator and an actor on the film. Yeah, uh, how was that I, experience like? Well, I, I, I guess I worked on a lot of projects with the, with the, the number thirteen in it because I worked on the Thirteenth Warrior, which I mentioned earlier, yeah. and then 13th, oh, that's the one I confused. Sorry, right, Sorry. right, yeah, no, the Thirteen Ghosts was um, that was a fun fun project to do as well. The director was really open minded. You know, you could go to him with ideas and and stuff, and and that's always more fun than when you have a director who. Is only uses you like basically like a tool, yeah, right? You know, yeah. you're, you're you're a tool to to build his machine with, and uh, some directors are you're a piece of the machine. You get to put input in, and, and uh, you know it, it's just more fun to do. Um, and that was one of those projects. Uh, uh, the the ghosts were really fantastic. The set, uh, the big glass house, was amazing. Um, and it's a project that's, you know, it's sort of slow sizzle. It, 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 I thought it was going to do better in the beginning, but, uh, you know, I still get people approaching me who are really big. It's got this little niche yeah. fan following that uh, really love it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, yeah. we were talking about big budget films earlier, and now you also worked on 2012, which right. I would assume that was a pretty big budget film. Yeah. Uh, now... What was it like going into a movie like that with the end of the world, the whole Mayan calendar, the budget itself? Describe that experience. Well, that's, again, one of those nice big budget projects where you've got a ton of stunt people, and again, who I all knew and everything like that. And, and uh, what's fun, uh, what's fun on that show was um, I remember one day I was there to do a certain stunt and the stunt coordinator came up to me and he said, hey, you know, the, the guy who's driving the limo, uh, he's tied up on another unit. Uh, so can I throw you in the limo for some of the for some of the uh, driving? And uh, the, the sequence was the limo sliding, the, you know, almost over the edge of the road. The road falls away in front of it and it and it turns and slides. And and, uh, and some of the other sequences where it's just dodging, you know, falling cars, yeah. and stuff like that, which which weren't there when I did it. I mean, I. For the for the one sequence they they had a little drop off for the slide uh, up to that, but for the cars falling and stuff like that, there that was all CG uh, uh, when I, when I was doing it. So um, they would have cones set up and you just swerve around these cones. So it was actually very safe to do, but it was just it was a lot of fun. So, so John Cusack was the limo driver. Right. So you were doing his stunts and the driving. Well, for... I didn't. I didn't double him for the for the movie. It was okay. just that one day where they pulled me in, sitting in the limo in a big wide shot. It, it could be anybody it could sitting be in anybody. the car. Okay. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely not a great uh, double for him. Uh, but uh, but you know, I, I had a good reputation as a driver. So uh, they they just they needed needed a driver. They pulled me in. Now, which type of movie is more fun for you to do? It doesn't matter acting or stunts. Is it like horror movies or superhero type movies? You know, I, I think what makes it fun is the people. Uh, if you're working with, you know, people that are, you know, just tired and worn out and, and surly and no fun, 
you know, 12 hours, 16 hours on a film set seems like twice that long. Um, you get on a, some, you know, some of the comedies I've worked on have just been so much fun because uh, uh, the actors are just so into it and they're having a good time. So uh, the movies that I like enjoy, it's not the genre. It's, it's, it's the people around the people you, that I'm, the people that you're working with. That's yeah. a, that totally makes sense. Uh, yeah. And speaking of that, I mean, off the top of your head, which has been like, you know, the fun is set to be on. Where you you know the people around made it really fun and the days just flew by. Oh, um, oh God, what's the name of it? Uh, <laughs> it's about a kid who uh, wants to be a stuntman and he's got a scooter and he keeps trying to like jump a pool and. Oh, I uh, do. Remember, I just don't remember the Carter like you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm blanking on the title too. You had a lot of fun on that one. That was just the, yeah. The actors on that were just they were cracking us up all the time, and and uh, you know each take was you know they they'd ad lib, and so it was new, and you're you just trying not to laugh, you know when you're doing the shot and stuff like that. Um, oh man, I wish I could remember that. I can't even remember the names of the actors. They're I, all there. That was a while ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a while but ago. But you know what? It's one that. Uh, again has a really big fan following and mm -hmm. people you know come up to me and they go you were in whatever the name of the movie was you came out of the house oh, that was great and he hits you in the nuts <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh we're we're almost running out of time but uh oh, wow. you've done well. so much stuff the joyride films uh were like filled to the brim with stunts okay yeah. How was the experience working on the, on the Joyride films? Well, so I worked on, I didn't work on number one. I worked on number two as the stunt double for the guy that played Rusty Nail. Mm -hmm. And uh, the producer, but I had already played Jason. Yeah. So when the producers found out that I had played Jason and then I was doubling the guy that played Rusty Nail, it, it, it kind of stuck in the back of their head. So when they came back to do number three, uh, came back to Kent. They asked me if I would play uh, Rusty Nail. Um, so that was, you know, and I was kind of hoping we'd do another one we, uh, uh, after that. Um, but uh, no, that was fun. That was a fun uh, project for me to do. When yeah. you, when uh, I know we're going back and forth, you, you just have done so much cool stuff. Going back to Freddie and Jason, you did an interview, I believe, with, uh, I don't know if it was with Robert or not, but you were dressed up in the full Jason get up and do oh, yeah. the interview was that just a promotional idea yes i think that was part of the um we did a promotional thing in las vegas where they introduced us like two fighters yeah and then after that we did a a, a you know a press you, you do a series you know you get like five six minutes with each uh uh reporter and uh they interviewed me and and we were all you know we dressed in costume for the event so we did it we did the interviews in uh, costume and sort of in character as well. That's so cool. Yeah, now, yeah. We all know that there was really no end to the Freddy versus Jason battle. I know yeah. you're probably kind of a biased person to ask, but in your <laughs> opinion, who do you think came out on top? <laughs> well, I, I, I always say I won by a head. <laughs> <laughs> you did rip uh, his head off. You can't, you can't yeah. deny that. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, yeah, it, it, 
I have my own theory on the whole ending of uh, Freddy versus Jason, but um, uh, yeah, I think I think Jason won this one. Uh, mm-hmm. Won the won the battle, not yeah. the war. The not war will go on. The war will go on, and I would not yeah. be surprised if it some yeah. somewhere along the line somebody renews this battle again. I gotta oh, tell you, I gotta, I gotta tell you something I found out uh, not too long ago. But um, one of my family members, I guess, was on YouTube, and uh, I'm apparently one of the top ten or fifteen werewolves in movies of all time as well. That is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I did a movie called Bad Moon mm-hmm. uh, with Mariel Hemingway. Yeah, um, where I was in this god awful werewolf, full on, full prosthetic costume. And uh, that was like the worst job I ever had uh, working on a movie. I, I forget how many days I did in this full suit, uh, uh, but it was just the worst. Well, animatronic head. The whole suit weighed about like 85 pounds or something like that. Oh, and, uh, and I was in it. I, I didn't have to drink water. You know, you just sweat everything out. Oh, God. I, I mean, I had to drink. I didn't have, I never had to pee because I always just sweated everything out. I remember being in that suit for just hours and hours. Wow. I bet you, was it like in the middle of the summertime too? Oh yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. Right. It always yeah. has to be in the middle of the summertime. Yeah. Luckily the summers aren't too hot here in Vancouver. <laughs> now you mentioned the X-Files earlier as well. One of my favorite shows from the nineties, hands down. I love the X-Files. Uh, were you a fan uh, of the show while you were doing it? You know what? I was, I really enjoyed it. I was a bit, I, you know, I'm a bit of a UFO nut. Mm-hmm. always was. And um, this was, you know, X-Files wasn't supposed to do very well, uh, but the timing of it, uh, Whitley Stryber's book, I think it just come out on the alien abductions and alien abduction was big in, in, uh, media and the pilot, you know, just did so much better than I think they thought it would. And, um, I, and I really enjoyed it. And I would, I remember, uh, I got I lucky a few times, like a Friday night when it was airing and, uh, Chris Carter was there and, you know, we go to the meeting room and, and uh, watch an ep- get to watch an episode with him. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, no, I was a fan of the, uh, of the series. Yeah. I loved it. And the fact that it has withstood the, the test of time, even up until several years ago when they made a, uh, they renewed the series for another, like, two seasons. Right. Limited episodes, but they both came back. It just goes to show you when shows or movies can withstand the test of time, History, I always tell people, is the best judge of what a film or a TV show is going to become. There, As we all know, there have been films and TV shows that have been absolutely smashed by critics when it's been released. I mean, just beaten down. But at the end of the day, when years pass, the true nature, the true following of the movie or the TV show is revealed. Uh, before we get going, here's a little interesting fact. You had a part to play in with the uh, 1996 Romeo and Juliet movie. Oh, uh, yeah. I know that's going back a ways, but that that movie is kind of, it's it, it sort of not, I don't know if sentimental is the right word. It's the first date that I went on with my wife. And, oh, really? Yes, and we went and saw it in the movies, and I think it's really cool getting to talk to you. That was the first movie that we went to see together in the movies when we first started dating. And yeah, you know, 20, yeah. God knows how many years later, married, three kids, and the whole nine yards. But it was Romeo and Juliet, man. Yeah. It was yeah. Romeo and Juliet. Now, you were also credited 
1990, the it, what was that like? You know what? I, I honestly don't. It's I been a while, huh? on that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that's, if that credit is, is, is true. Now, sometimes, you know, you get a phone call, like I worked on, um, another movie uh, you know I, I get a phone call hey ken we need you uh, i've got a second unit going on such and such a film and uh okay i come out and i do a driving sequence and uh you know i, I see what the title of the movie was but i only worked on it one day or something like that but i i i just don't think i worked on it no, i don't okay. think I well did. you know we all know imdb or stuff like that yeah. it's not the most trustworthy Right. Sorry, they try to be as accurate as possible. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. According to your recollection, what was your first professional stunt performance? Oh, I know exactly which one. It was uh, Superman three. That's right. Okay, now Superman three. Uh, that's the one with the uh, where. It, that's the one where uh, Superman encounters that rock and it turns him into a bad version of himself. Is that the one, or is that Superman four? I keep forgetting it. Uh, it's so Superman three was the one with. Um, oh, sorry. What's the comedian's name? Uh, I, I have it right there on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. But doing that, having that be your first uh, stunt movie, big franchise, big movies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it being your debut, professional debut. What did you think about that? Well, it was, that was, I mean, working on a big feature film for your first stunt credit. I mean, it was a great opportunity for one thing, um, but it boggles the mind. Well, the first time you walk on a big budget film set, mm -hmm. uh, we were, we were doing the chemical refinery disaster sequence in the, in the movie. So we had, we were at this uh, oil refinery that they had built <clears throat> and, uh, I just remember walking on the set and going, this is an army of people. It, it is a, you know, it's a small community all coming together, and, you know, to make this, uh, to make this movie. And I was just, I loved it. You know, I loved being on set. I loved doing the, the stunt work. Um, and uh, it was a, a, you know, great first credit. I actually ended up doubling Christopher Reeves a couple of times over the years. Yes. Um, and uh, I was, I, I had, they actually mentioned it to me on set. They said, you know, you would make a pretty good double for him if we come back here to do the next one. You know, we'd like to talk to you about it. They didn't come back to Canada to do the next one. They uh, they did it in, in England, I think. And uh, uh, anyway, didn't get the opportunity to put on the Superman outfit. That... But I, have a, I have a picture of me. when I The first time I went to L.A., uh, there's a picture of Christopher Reeves in the phone booth in the Wax Museum there. Oh, and wow. uh, and I've got a picture of me when I was like 21 years old, standing, you know, standing in front of, standing beside Christopher Reeves' uh, uh, wax dummy. And then years later, they put one in of Jason. Oh, and uh, so I got to go back to the wax museum and uh, with Robert, and we opened uh, the Freddy versus Jason display together uh, there. That's awesome. So, that is so yeah. cool. And the comedian, uh, the the people have chimed in. It was I totally forgot, but it was Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor, of course. Richard Pryor. Yeah. I remember the movie now. Richard Pryor played some kind of a computer uh, uh, genius that was With, recruited yeah. by some really bad people because they wanted to use his talent to somehow destroy the Earth. It's been a long time since I've seen Superman three. 
but I definitely enjoyed it, and I remember Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor, I mean, he was, he's a legend. Oh, uh, yeah. Absolute legend. Uh, anyway, Ken, this hour has flown by. Uh, it sure has. It has yeah. been an hour. It's been an absolute treat talking to you. You just have had some of the most amazing experiences and some of the best stories to share over your career. And you still have uh, a lot of stuff left to do. Definitely. I mean, I can understand retiring from stunts, but, you know, please keep putting your talents out there, whether it's as a stunt coordinator, definitely as an actor. And I really hope the writing thing takes off for you. I really well, thank do. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm I really be, enjoying that. Yeah, I've would, enjoyed this too. It's very nice meeting you. It was it was an absolute pleasure. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Again, thank you to Ken Kersinger, who played Jason Voorhees in Freddy vs. Jason. We'll be back with you tomorrow night. And until then, guys, on behalf of Ken and myself, stay safe, stay walking. Good night.